We don't have to fill out a form or an application to make a decision. We can make a decision. But what Joshua teaches us is to make an informed decision. Yeah, yeah. Not a rash, radical, Holy Ghost conundrum decision. That's nice for church. It's good Sunday morning stuff. Bad Monday morning stuff. Monday morning, you gotta have your head engaged. And what's next for you? So when you look at how Joshua approaches it, he has seen it, and then a generation passes and he sees it again to ascertain what is the best strategy to engage, to pursue what he's after. I wrote Disruptive Thinking because I want to challenge your thinking. Because if I can challenge your thinking, I can challenge your doing. If you don't think right, you can't do right. And sometimes we don't think right because we didn't grow up in houses or environment where conversations were had that laid out strategy. So we anesthetize our pain with our religion and our money. We spend our money on looking rich No retirement, no money to put the kids in school, no money to make choices from, no, no plan, no expectation, no, no senior living concepts. We, we spent all of our money on shoes that now hurt our feet. Clothes that you end up giving to some rummage sales somewhere that you actually paid real money for. If you'd have put that as the Bible said, to the exchangers, invested it, it would have it would have secured you in such a way that even if your children decided not to take care of you, you could still be able to eat. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Even if they're not able to take care of you physically or financially, you have to start thinking about what's next. Most of us spend all of our energy grieving about what was. And see, whatever you put your mind to, your mind takes energy. It takes energy to function. And if you spend all of your energy in what was, you are spending your energy on something you can't change. You have to spend your energy on what's next and how you're going to get there at a practical, pragmatic perspective, a point-by-point -point connections of how you expect to do what you're trying to do with your life in this season. Whether it's the 30 season or the 50 season or the 70 season or the 20 season, all of it moves because of strategy. And jo Joshua had a strategy. He, he examined the land, the terrain, the circumstances. What is it gonna take to bring this down? And I just don't want you to dance another year. Yeah about something that you don't experience in that year. We have church better than any other people in the world. I have been in the bush in Nigeria. I have been in the meetings in Ghana. I have been in Johannesburg and Soweto, South Africa. Uh, I have been in Swaziland. I have traveled all over the world. I have gone to Australia and met them 
Aborigines, we have church like nobody else in the world. But Jesus didn't say, I come that you might have church. Right, right, right. Church was the one thing we were allowed to have as slaves. Jesus didn't say, I come that you might have church. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have that life more abundantly. I want to say to you this morning, I'm already into my, I just jumped into it because I started last night, I wasn't finished. I want to impress upon you the cataclysmic fears urgency of right now. Yeah. That you don't miss what's going on around you. Yeah. Going about your normal natural duties yeah. of church and home and back to work and stop by the grocery store and pick up my prescriptions and go to the house and you don't realize that the world is shifting under our feet. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Does your spirit bear witness with that? Yeah. There's an undercurrent going on. And, and, and yes, it's demonic and satanic and all of that, but it's also strategic and, and greed and, and, and commerce. And we, we just don't realize that, that, that there are forces spiritually and naturally that prohibit us from moving to the next dimension. And when we do realize it, all we do is scream at the darkness rather than to light a The projections say that by 2050, the median income for people of color will be at zero. <laughs> the projections, you can look it up. The projections suggest that by 2050, the median income for African Americans will be at zero. That doesn't mean we'll all be broke. It just means that so many of us will be broke yeah, yeah. that it will drive the median income so low <laughs> that we are losing our middle class. We have 40 million people in America. We have a GDP that is comparable to, to a nation. You're talking about a whole nationality of people turning into a third world country in a first world opportunity. And if all the church says to you is just keep dancing, then how will we, how will we be any different from the Native Americans who they gave them liquor and just said, just keep drinking? Maybe you'll get so drunk you won't notice that we've taken your land and your, your mountains and your strokes and your streams and your rivers and your creeks. Maybe you get so high and dance out your shoes and, and you won't notice that you don't have a retirement. Maybe you won't notice that we are the oldest living, we have the most highly populated generation in the history of America to be boomers and still be alive. What does that mean? Did, 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 we, did we not plan to live? See, our parents died earlier. 
medicine wasn't good, health information wasn't good, knowledge wasn't good. We had, we anesthetized ourselves with fat back and hog malls and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, you know, and 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 we got out of here. I, I'm older than my father lived. I'm older than my grandfather lived. I'm still here. Do I have a provision? Do I have a strategy for longevity? Yes. And you can be really, really spiritual. It's really, really a risk for me to talk to people of faith like this because it gets so spiritual. You know, let's talk about Jesus. Truth of the matter is, I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. He didn't drive me over here. He won't drive me to the airport. And he won't fly me back to Dallas. And he won't pay for my hotel room. You have to understand that some things are practical. And I'm trying this season of my life as a legacy to solve problems, not to cause people to salivate over my intellectualism or preaching prowess or to be a great orator whatever I am, good or bad, if I haven't done anything by now, there's no need in entering into a race now to try to impress somebody that doesn't matter. My, my thing that drives me is what can I do that really helps? That not just makes noise about the problem, asking other people what are they gonna do do I have enough chips in my hand to do something, to leave some indelible impression upon the world that I could think? And so here we are on the precipice of this age and this time in a, in a way that we really need to take seriously. What, what are you majoring in? What are you taking classes for? Or have you? Set spies to check out if that industry will survive? Because you may have a doctorate in something that nobody cares about. You may be able to, to drive the best steam engine in the world. But if they're not making steam engines anymore, does it matter? So the spying out of the land is to see what decisions you need to make to make the choices you need to make to, be, to remain relevant in a world where the odds are stacked against you. Can I go a little bit deeper? So, we have 42% of people of color own their own homes, as opposed to 75% of their white counterparts. You say, I don't care about my own home. That's okay, that's your choice, that's your decision, no problem with it. But if you want aggressive and passive streams of income, real estate is one of the best ways to do it. It still doesn't mean that you can't move when you get ready. It still doesn't mean that you can't, it doesn't mean that you can't lease it out when you get ready. But if you don't own anything, if you don't start focusing on owning, of owning anything, you are sabotaging what you're shouting about. Yeah. 
Can I, can I get into this a little bit? The wealth gap in this country for people of color has not diminished in a hundred years. We are no closer than we were a hundred years ago as it relates to income and wealth in this country. We make more money, a lot more money, trillions of dollars more money, but when you compare it against other people, the gap is just as wide. Mm. Let me show you how wide it is. For every $10 they make, we make one. And we got inflation. So the one dollar isn't worth 40 cents. This is a fact, y'all. So what do we do? <clears throat> There's a lot of things that we can do. But the first thing we need to do is wake up. Yeah. Wake up and stop waiting on people to give you something just because you want it. Wake up and stop thinking that the few handful of what you call rich people that we have ought to just go broke making you better. Wake up to the fact that you don't have to be a hater of other people's success, that we can reproduce and repopulate at our own time, and that we can be better. Somebody holler, we can do better. We can do better. And say it again, we can do better. We can do better. Now you gotta understand that we are the people that we've been waiting on. compassion of other people. Yes, you will find compassion, but not enough of it to sustain us. We have to get together, join forces, make alliances, form partnerships, buy land, build buildings, take over, set up authority. We who know and have the empathetical intelligence to be able to recognize the needs of our people. We have to get together. That's why I've been meeting with MBI's minority banking institutions so the bar isn't so high to give you access to capital to sustain your businesses so that you can be in the game. That's why we're partnering with CDFIs so that you can have an opportunity to have somebody to walk you through the early stages of developing your businesses because the truth of the matter is black women in particular are going into business more readily than any other people group. You're going into business. You're going into business to be that hats off to you, you bad sister, you cooking, taking care of babies, loving us, holding us, holding us down, standing up and running your own business with no money. Hats off to you, baby girl. We love you. We, we respect you. We appreciate you. You are our mamas, our sisters, our big mamas, our grannies, our aunties, our daughters, our nieces. We celebrate you. I want you to win. I'm not jealous. I'm not mad at you at all. I want you to win. I want you to win because the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And the better off you are, the better off our children are going to be. And I want you to succeed. I want you to succeed. Shout at me, women, in this place. So to our programs like Good Soul, we are working to amass capital, to give capital, to help you to get grants and loans, to get the capital you need, to get up on your feet to start your own business. Through our TD Jakes Foundation, we are working toward being able to help you to get down payments because you, if you make enough to pay rent, by the way, 
Right now, mortgages are cheaper than rent. You could save some money with ownership. And the only thing that's stopping you from ownership is either bad credit or not having access to down payments. And both of those problems are solvable if you stop dancing for a minute and start thinking for a minute. There is a way out of this. I'm not against dancing. I'm not against praising the Lord. But don't nothing take the place of thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You got a brain. You got a brain. When I was here before, I told you to shake your money maker. And what was your money maker? Your head. Shake your this right here. Your your senses, your engagement, your power is available to you if you begin to understand that the church for us is more than where we get spirituality. Our schools were in our churches. Our first schools were in our churches. The civil rights movement was born in our churches. We cannot see churches like other people. Because our churches have to be multifaceted and multidimensional to guide us out of darkness into the light. Our churches have to be the place where Harriet Tubman hides. Yes, yes, yes. Our churches have to be the Underground Railroad for the Mother Church of A&E, where we climb out and hide up under the pew and make it to Harlem. Our churches have to do more than sing hymns and take offerings and, and hoop and shout and dance and go back home. Our churches have to be a GPS system that guides you from faith to faith and from glory to glory. We have to understand that the Bible says that if a man is cold, don't give him a sermon, give him a coat. If a man is hungry, don't give him a speech, give him a piece of bread. I cannot sit here, I cannot do it and let you be hungry and let you be destitute and not at least attempt to give you something to grab a hold to that legitimizes my faith. I'm not interested in preaching hope like a drug to get you high. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. If I keep making you shout about things that don't happen in your life, you're going to give up on God and you're going to walk away and join some cult and get tied up in witchcraft and sorcery. So I'm ready to roll up my sleeves now. I want to see the Word make flesh. I want to see the Word make flesh. I want to see the Word make flesh. So grandma is safe. I want to see the word made flesh. So your kids aren't molested because you had to leave them at home in the hood. I want to see the word made flesh. So you can get in business and stay in business. I want to see the word made flesh because you got too much talent. You got too much talent. There are people with way less talent than you that are sitting on top of the world. We do not like talent. We like strategy. And I'm trying to tell you right now. Some of the most talented people in the world are in this room right now. And all I have to do is paint you a different color and you've gained 25 million dollars. And you need, you need to fight for the I wasn't a good plan of meeting and you would be sitting way further than you. We do not like talent. I do prison ministry. I do prison ministry, you have to understand. I do prison ministry, I work with the inmates. I go behind prison walls, I work with people coming out of incarceration. I've spent three days in San Quentin talking to people in jail. Let me tell you something, and that's why, that's why people get on my nerves talking about who you should be seen with. I do homeless shelters, I walk in prison ministry, I deal with murderers, 
they're not making any more land. You gotta understand how you need to be thinking in order to be successful. You have to be willing to sacrifice looking cool for a while. Until you get yourself together. Stop trying to compete with people who don't love you no way. They're not thinking about you no way. They're not gonna make your car payments or a house payment. They're not gonna take care of you. They're not gonna feed you. And there you are wearing your Gucci on, and it's all right to wear Gucci. I got some too. But I paid my mortgage every month. All my bills are paid. I'm sitting straight. I'm standing straight up. If you see me with anybody else's name on, it's a matter of choice because I took care of my responsibility. And for the record, most of the time when you see me wearing something, I'm wearing my own. I have my own tailoring company. I own my own stuff. I can design my own apparel. Somebody shout own. That's what Joshua was doing. He was owning the land. He didn't come over there to dance. He didn't come over there to shout. He wasn't fighting to shout. He was out to something. He was trying to do something. He was trying to move something. He was trying to make something happen. Sal, let me show something. <clears throat> trying to make sure I got my sex right. I think this is right. I'm pretty sure it's right. I'm just calling it out of my head. If I'm not mistaken, artificial intelligence will take away 75 million jobs over the next few years. 75 million jobs. And if you don't believe me, go in the grocery store. Notice how few tellers are left in the bank. Go to the airport and get ready to check in and remember all those people who used to be waiting on you, all of them have lost their jobs. There is a subtle erosion going on right before our eyes and we are asleep at the wheel and we anesthetize ourselves either to being fine, being clean, having a big car, to having a big church, having a great church, having, well, I don't, I don't care what kind of drug you own. If it's got you so high that you can't come out of your slumber and wake up and say something that matters, it's important. To the people my age, you only got a few strong years left. You don't have time to spend time playing in the sandbox of ignorance and stupidity. If you don't make a way for yourself and have a strategy that is not dependent on your children and your grandchildren just in case they are not able to take care of you, you gotta have a strategy. Am I saying anything to anybody? So nobody tells us how to do anything. We have been talented for centuries. We have cooked for other people. We have washed for other people. We have become chefs for other people. We have tap bands. We have, we have sang for people when we couldn't sit down in the place we were singing in. We don't need to cultivate our talent. We need to cultivate our strategy. When the Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, the word there in the Greek is logos. Logos is not just word, but thought. Thought, thought. And out of the abundance of his heart, he spoke, and it became what he said. He thought, he spoke, it became. He thought, he spoke, it became. He thought, 
He spoke, it became. He said, my thoughts are good towards you. You gotta have good thoughts. You can't have an expected end if you don't have good thoughts. You gotta stop talking down to yourself, bad about yourself, letting what somebody said, did, or exposed you to make you think it's a curse on the rest of your life. All curses were crucified on the cross with Christ. Generational curses, every other kind of curse was crucified on the cross with Christ. You don't have to live up under the curse of who your daddy was or wasn't yeah. or who your mama was yeah. or wasn't. Let me tell you, it's up to you. When yeah. the doctor smacked your behind and you cried out, it's your turn. Dang, you're it. Away with your granddaddy, away with your grandmama, away with what happened to you when you were seven. You had the opportunity to turn your life around if you pivot. Somebody else pivot in this place. I feel something climbing up my spine. I'm getting ready to shift. I'm getting ready to move into another dimension. And stop telling yourself you're too old to pivot. Harlan Sanders was 65 years old when he opened up KFC and died a millionaire. Now it's a billionaire business and he did it at 65. Stop making excuses for not thinking. Can I wake up somebody in here? You're not too old, you're not too dumb, you're not too black, you're not too fat, you're not too short, you're not too stupid, you're not too anything. Somebody shot Pivot! So you want to go into rooms that you don't normally go in. If you've been hanging with people that ain't moving the down in any kind of way, not just monetarily, but emotionally, spiritually, if they're not moving the down for you in any kind of way, you got the wrong people. You got the wrong people. Now, a friend of mine uh, is the CEO for Beck Corporation. Beck builds bridges and hospitals and airports all over the world. CEO, so was a junior architect when I came to Dallas. Now he runs the whole company's president, CEO of the whole company behind and, and he said, when our partners got better, our business got better. When our partners got better, our business got better. I want to pick up on this point. I was talking to the women that I often could know it's been to. The reason I started Good Soil, which is a, a mentoring and training camp for entrepreneurs, is to connect you to capital, resources, and just information. My mother was a school teacher. My father was a janitor. My father started a janitorial service with a mop and a bucket and ended up with 52 employees. My mother taught school, but she bought real estate on the side as a hobby. My mother bought all the, almost all the houses on the street until they changed the name of the street to Jake Street. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? So I didn't grow up at the kitchen table where they were arguing about whether women should wear makeup or not. 
I didn't grow up at a kitchen table where they, they were arguing over whether you could wear earrings or not. I didn't grow up at the kitchen table where they were arguing about things that didn't matter. I grew up at a kitchen table where they were discussing taxes and interest and rates and revenues and ratios and policies. And everybody didn't grow up at the table like that. But I want to give you a seat at the table and I can't... Can I be honest with you? I thought the hard part was going to be to get the CEOs to give the capital. That was easy. The hardest part is to get the people to take advantage of the opportunity. I got a, I got a billion dollar deal that I can't get you to take. I can get you to shout. I can get you to dance. I can't get you to build. I can't get you to grow and to scale and to get yourself together because you must understand artificial intelligence progression, taking away the 75 million, million, million jobs, million, woman, and million, gotta be you, 75 million jobs. And it's going to replace it in all fairness with 85 million jobs. But are we still for those jobs? Every pastor in here ought to be listening at me. Because let me tell you something, bro, sis, reverend, chief, apostle, ambassador, potentate, pope. If the people go down, you go down too. If the people go down, you go down too. If you don't love the people and you've just been loving yourself and loving your church, you need a wake-up call. I need to shake you until your teeth rattle because you've got to love the people or you can't make it. And one of the things I've learned is that if you love the people, the people will love you back. That's amazing. That's gratifying. That's soul-stirring. I'm not talking about manipulating people. I'm talking about caring about people. Is anybody getting anything out of what I'm saying? If you're an entrepreneur and you haven't downloaded Good Soil app, uh, shame on <laughs> if, if, if you're not planning to be in the room with the people that I am galvanizing, shame on you. You gotta pivot. And not just be in the room looking like a box of popcorn. But you gotta be strategized. What can I use? How can I take this back? How can I get access to this? You gotta to strategize. You gotta strategize. You know why? Your children and your children's children are dependent on your head. Your head. It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. This is not just sweat equity, it's strategy. Nobody wins by accident. Failing is easy. All you got to do is let go. We're climbing a tree. Me and, and, and Reverend Brian are, are climbing up a tree. As long as we're going up, it's hard. Going down is easy. All you got to do is let go. If you let go, you won't fall to the ground. You don't have to take a class on how to fall out of a tree. Any fool can fall out of a tree. But if you're going to climb the tree, you're going to have to balance yourself. You're going to have to extend your weight. 
You're going to have to figure out which branch can hold you. You're going to have to have a strategy of where you're going next. you got to get up on the branch and catch your breath and then pull up to the next level. Come on, somebody. Somebody in this room, the reason I'm going this way is that somebody wants to pull up. Somebody wants to pull up in your home life, in your marital life, in your family life, in your financial life, in your circumstance. You don't want to raise your children where they get shot in the head. You don't want to have to plead the blood over your child before they leave the house. God is better than that. You don't have to live in a situation where you can't leave your wife at home scared somebody gonna break in and kill her. Hallelujah don't mean nothing if you stare at my wife in the chair. We gotta... So I sat around in my 50s. <clears throat> I was mature enough to think somebody ought to do something. In my 50s, I thought somebody ought to do something. And I then, when I turned 60, I said, maybe you the body. <laughs> Have you ever considered that you are the somebody? That could make a difference. Oh, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of whatever you've got. If it's just information, if it's knowledge, if it's taking a LinkedIn course, maybe you can go back to college. You can take a LinkedIn course. You can take it for free and get training and educate yourself how to pass on your wealth. In the in the next ten years, America will experience the greatest wealth transfer in the history of the country because of the boomer generation passing off the scene. Mm -hmm. You know what most boomers' biggest problems are that are successful? Here's their problem. They got something and don't know who to pass it off to. They're sitting up talking about, I worked all my life to build this, and now I'm getting old, it's time to pass it off. I don't have anybody to pass it off to who has the guts and the hisbah and the tenacity and the grit to stand up to the hell that the haters will put on you. You gotta be tough. You ain't, this ain't no time for having a pity party. You gotta be strong enough. The Bible said, having done all the stand, stand therefore with your loins girded about the truth. You can't be grown up by that day like me. And so 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 No. No. I said no. I said no. You gotta be strong. And you gotta surround yourself with people who are often smarter than you. Without you becoming intimidated and jealous and insecure because they're smarter than you. I don't want anybody, I don't want to hire somebody. I don't hire stupid. I love stupid, but I don't hire stupid. I crack jokes with stupid, but I don't hire stupid. Why would I pay you to be ignorant and put you on my payroll? I want you to be smart, but some of us, our egos get in the way. We must always be the smartest person in the room. I learned in great rooms, the person with the most power is the one with the mouth shut. He's the old man sitting there in the corner ain't even saying nothing, but he's the one that got the power. And when he stands up, the meeting is over. I want you to understand where I'm going. I'm getting some things out of my hands so that I can get other things on my hands. And I'm not talking about where I'm going figuratively. I'm already there. 
I got projects all over the country providing affordable mixed income housing in multiple cities. That's it. And you wonder why all hell is breaking loose against me? The devil don't want me to be able to do it. He's so mad. He's so angry. He doesn't want me to be able to do it. When was the last time you see anybody negotiate a billion dollar deal with the company? And I know they're questionable and I know they've had all kinds of issues, but at least I got a billion back. Stop talking about reparations if you're not going to receive them when they come. Any way they come, any how they come, any degree they come in. Glory to God, that's one billion we didn't have that we can put into our neighborhoods and open up grocery stores and open up schools and do things that are positive. And I need to know that you got my back. Because through good soil, I want to train a thousand millionaires to own, to build, to pass, not to be rich. Stop allowing other religious people to make you feel guilty about going after what they already got. They're telling me you prosperity. No, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Don't wave prosperity in front of me and tell me it's a sin for me to want to be able to eat what you eat. See, anytime people want to kill a people, they call them a name. They kill you by the name they call you. If you study the Holocaust, it started with name calling. And the reason people call you names is that they dehumanize you so that they don't have to feel guilty when they kill you. They call you savages. Oh, come on, somebody. They got a name for you to dehumanize you, but it's not your name till you answer to it. And you got to make up in your mind. I don't care what you call it. See, people need to call you a name so that they can deal with the guilt of killing you. I killed him. He was a savage. I killed him. He wasn't human. He was one-fifth human. Strange fruit hanging from trees. My grandfather killed in barbed wire and thrown in the lake with my grandmother pregnant. Murdered. Murdered. The first TD was murdered. For sound angry, I'm still angry. I'm angry because it never mattered. I'm angry because it never sat on his life. I'm angry because I never knew what it was to have a grandfather. They murdered him. And the other one, they worked him to death as a sharecropper in the field. And he died two years before I was born. And I'm not unique. How many people in the room got a similar story? A lot of us. In jail, in prison, in crisis, in turmoil, in trouble. I'm trying to talk to your head. It's getting tougher. There was ESG, environment, social impact, and governance, was the way that money would transfer from company to company, which made them have to give certain amounts of capital to social impact in order to be eligible, to be compensated, and to do business in the world. ESG is diminishing. It started going down with affirmative action. The moment affirmative action collapsed, 
all that, not all, but a lot of diversity people got fired the next day. The next day. They got fired the next day. Diversity, equity, inclusion went the next day. And we still clapping. And we still shouting. And we still praising the Lord. And we still clapping. And our bonus rights are being taken away. And we still clapping. And we still shouting. And we still praising the Lord. And we're sitting up here disgracing our ancestors. My God. Come, give me these five points on the board. So, am I, is this okay? Right. I did the other thing last night. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to take you somewhere. I'm trying to train some people. Thank you. I, I don't have to. I don't have to. Honest, I don't have to do this. I don't have to have a conference. I don't have to have a good soul. Can't, I don't have to have a leadership. I don't. I'm three years from 50 years in the ministry. You're not listening to. 
from up under the hand of Pharaoh into the place that Joshua took you, where you and God will give you houses you didn't build and vineyards that you didn't grow. Am I talking to the right people in here? That's why I'm on the hit list, and I'm probably going to be on the hit list again, because everybody throughout history that tried to make it better for us got shot. But if you break that we would rather 
watch TV. Then make TV. Oh, we're going into this technology age? This artificial intelligence age? I'm not worried about you going to use it. Because every homeless person got a phone. You will never get it. And sometimes you're not the best person to do the pitch. Maybe you do the product, but you get somebody else to do the pitch. Because <laughs> communication is everything. And let me give you a, a, a B-class to communication. is content. Producing content with copyrights. <laughs> with copyrights puts you in a position that people cannot steal your content because you have copyrights over your content. You know why you don't get copyrights over your content? Is that you don't believe that you're going to be successful. Anybody who produces something that they think is going to be successful protects it. You got great ideas, but you don't cover yourself. Well, Jesus, be quiet, Lord. <laughs> Number five is my last one. And it is most important. For what I see coming, if we don't learn to collaborate amongst ourselves, that's right, it's collaboration. We will not get there. Collaboration doesn't always mean that you do a JV, a joint venture. It doesn't necessarily mean that you build a blended equity fund, though that's a nice thing to do. But collaboration means that if you know where the grid is, if you know where the opportunities are, yeah. don't be so selfish that you won't share it with somebody else. John Jenkins can do the same thing I do, and his winning does not detract from me at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. If Mr. Owens decides to do that, or Susan Owens decides to do it, Co-Pastor Owens decides to do that, it doesn't take away from me. We gotta stop being crabs. Yeah. Yeah. If you got a vision or a business that you can do all by yourself, you're not doing it right. You're so busy doing the business, you can't think the business. Hire somebody to do the doing so that you can do the thinking. Because the only difference between you and the next five locations is strategy. And that's going to require collaboration. Not all of you uh, Bible tones. This is scripture. If any two or three of you agree as touching anything on this earth, it shall be given unto you. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell 
together in unity. It is like the oil that fell upon the head of Aaron and onto his spirits and onto his skirts. It is like the dew that fell upon Mount Hermon because collaborate, collaboration is where God commanded the blessing. The reason the New Year's Revival has lasted 30 plus years in the DMV is because it was collaborative. It wasn't selfish. It wasn't isolated. It wasn't one man hoarding something to himself. But the Bible said when two or three get together, there am I in the midst of them. And if you've been in this revival the last three nights, you know that God walked up in this room because a Pentecostal pastor and a Baptist pastor dropped down the walls that stood in between them and dared to join hands and to touch and agree for the savings of souls. And dope dealers were set free. And wine members were set free. And pockets were set free. Hallelujah to God. It's not about one man taking the city. It's about us joining forces to take the city. And I'll tell you why. Anytime you collaborate, God does exponential increase. The Bible said that one can chase a thousand. Now if I understand math right, if one can chase a thousand, two ought to chase two thousand. But God said, I'll give you a dividend if you collaborate. One can chase a thousand and two can chase. It's time for you to find your partner and collaborate together with them and start moving into new dimensions. You can't do this by yourself, but if you touch and agree with somebody, it can happen. The Bible said that they locked Paul and Silas up in jail. Had they locked them up individually, they would have killed them.
Casey, Secretary Fudge, who oversees HUD, is going to be one of my guests at the leadership conference. Join pastors who own property, how to more effectively build housing in such a way that you can help the community and increase resources without being at risk when the shifts begin to come. You're not pastors only, landowners. We are in the midst of change. My father is from Mississippi. My mother is from Alabama. They were there because they were born in the agricultural age and worked in the fields. They graduated from Tuskegee and went north because they were in the transition to the industrial age. And anytime the age changes, the people move. Every great migration in this country has occurred because we entered into a different era. So we moved to Detroit and we started working for Ford Motor Company and we moved to Pittsburgh and started working for Pittsburgh Steel and we moved to West Virginia and we started working for Monsanto and Union Carbide and we went where the money was and it was a good place for blue collar, black, white and brown to work together and make good income. And then they all shut down because we moved from the industrial age to the information age. And when we moved from the industrial age to the information age, you saw black flight going south where the cost of living was lower. Real estate was easier to acquire. 500 people moved to Dallas every day. And we're not even the lead city. The shift has something to do with what you don't notice. Now you're standing up now, and you don't feel like you're on a cruise ship. But the truth of the matter is the earth is moving. You just don't feel it. I came to tell you the earth is moving. And you just don't feel it. And you think as long as you come home and the garage is here, there's some chicken stew in the refrigerator, everything is going good. Open your eyes. The prophet said to the servant, open your eyes and see what's going on around you and make informed decisions for change. I need to know something. Did this help you? Yeah. If you're a business owner, the app is free. Good soul movement is free. You can put it in. Good soul plus on the app. You can load it down on your phone. And you can network it there. But if you take the courses and curriculum, that's even better. If you show up at the conference in June, it'll be amazing. If you're serious, don't come. If you're not serious, don't come just because you like me. I appreciate that. But if you're trying to do something and, and you want a chance to do a pitch, 
We'll meet the SBA that's going to be there. We'll meet the minority banking institutions that are going to be there. And maybe you don't have perfect credit, but it's good enough to get in the game. Maybe you should come. Maybe you've got a product, but you don't have a distributor. Maybe you don't have manufacturing. Maybe you're paying too much and your profit margins are too narrow for you to be sustainable to hire people. Give me those stats again about black companies hiring. Yeah, so there are approximately 3.5 million black-owned businesses uh, in this country. More was started during COVID, so that number is increasing. But if all of those businesses just hire one employee, it will shift the economy by about $300 billion. See there? $300 billion. With one person, with one person, join hands. You're not responsible for anything you don't hear. If you don't hear it, you're not responsible. But if you hear something, you're responsible for it. Now, everybody's not going to be an entrepreneur. But you know what? Even those of us who grew up in the street, we were entrepreneurs. We hired brothers. We bought wholesale. We sold retail. We lived off the profit. We had your boys and you gave them, you broke them off a little piece. Come on, talk to me, somebody. If you can do it in the ghetto, you can do it on Wall Street. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why do you need to be there? The ultimate purpose of God putting you there? It's because you're the salt of the earth. And he wants to save people in every room. Flying the plane. All in the fleet. Sitting in economy, loading the cases on planes. We should be everywhere. I cook and there's nothing worse than half salt in the roast. Too much on one side and none on the other. God wants to spread you out. If something, if nothing moved in you when I was speaking, this was not for you. That's okay. Come back. I get to something. You connect. But if listening at me talking made something leap in you, make some noise.
here. The glory of the Lord is here. Maybe God put you in the room so you could talk about this over dinner. Yeah. So you could talk about it with friends, so you could talk about it to your kids. So we could start conversations, so we could meet people, so we could make yeah. connections. So that we could stop waiting on somebody to feel sorry for us and save us and save ourselves. One can chase a thousand. Give me my thousand. And if I get a partner, give me my ten thousand. Yes, yeah. I insist that this is my year for my ten thousand. Exponential increase to occur in my life. And I'm willing to work for it, and I'm willing to walk for it, and I'm willing to climb over the rubble, and I'm willing to climb over the mistakes, but I'm going to get everything you got for me to have. Whether it's working in government, whether it's working in leadership, whether it's preaching the gospel, whether it's opening up a home farm with mothers, whatever my vision is, God, I believe you, that you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. to join hands because it is symbolic of what this year will be. This is your year of connections and collaborations. This is your year where God brings people around you that will take your vision to the next dimension. This is your year where you will run and not be weary and walk and not faint. This is your year that you explode on the scene by faith. Father, we thank you for it all. 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 We thank you for the good times. We thank you for the bad times. We thank you for the hard times. We thank you for it all. We thank you for the misfortune. We thank you for the adversity. We thank you for it all. We thank you for the promise. We thank you for the miracles. We thank you for the doors you're about to open. We thank you.